Hi, everybody, and welcome back to episode 83 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. Uh, how are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we've got the show for you. That's right. <laughs> we made a whoopsie. <laughs> Oops, oopsie, poopsie. <laughs> so, whoopsie day. <laughs> whoopsie daisy. So we were recording this uh, in the morn. The brink morn. Yeah, the early hours of the morn to make sure that we can get I this out. On, down. Make sure we can get this out today. Uh, so... We're going to just keep it loosey-goosey. We're probably not going to edit this thing. We're just going to run with it mm-hmm. uh, and uh, probably keep it brisk and <laughs> see how it comes out. Uh, today, we're going to talk about The Creator, yes, uh, which is the new uh, Gareth Edwards-directed sci-fi film with John uh, David Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad because I always feel the need to go son of Denzel Washington. Don't know why that's a little factoid that I just have to include with his name. But it is. He's his own person. I know. Until, a, and, until you hear him speak. Yeah. There's a few lines in this movie where I was like, fuck, that is Denzel's mm-hmm. son. Like, mm-hmm. that is, he's got his dad's voice. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, it's, so yeah, it's from Gareth Edwards. Uh, where are they from? Are they are they from New York? I don't know. Because, like, it's, they have, like, a very, like, distinct A, a distinct voice yeah. in general. Um, I'm not sure. I would imagine that. Like he John David Washington's probably been raised in California. Mm, probably. They, like, Assuming they live in... Yeah, Denzel yeah. Washington really pronounces his E's. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just has a distinct way of speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before we get into our thoughts on uh, the creator, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the the Last of Us multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some potential fallout from the... <sighs> WGA and the SAG strikes. And uh, and I do want to actually get... I've got details. I was able to... On the uh, WGA's website, they now have, like, here's oh, nice. the summary of the, yeah. the deal. Um, and then just a neat little... I thought it was interesting. I don't know if neat's the word. Uh, marketing tactic for the movie Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. the, the 2003 yeah. movie Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you want to start with? Start with the last one. Well... It's not good news. Uh, it is reportedly on ice, which means we're just going to shelf They're that. They're freezing it. Um, so this is kind of a, a somewhat of a follow-up or a continuation of a story that we talked about a few months ago, I think, yeah. where because Sony had purchased Bungie, who is most famous, I think, for Halo, and then now more you know, the modern Bungie yeah. is famous for Destiny. And so it's a games-as-a-service multiplayer that's been pretty successful. So Sony went, hey, we've been having a lot of issues with uh, The Last of Us multiplayer. We just don't know if it's coming together. Can you go, like, basically audit it and mm-hmm. give a little bit of guidance? And uh, Bungie Casey came back and was like, I just don't know if it's viable or not. Like, they're going to have to do some tweaking, you know. And that was when there was the whole thing of, like, it being delayed. And Naughty Dog made an official statement of, like, yeah, we're just taking our time with it. We're, you know, we, we know that it needs more time and we're, we want to make it work. Well, now... 25 contractors uh, who are in the quality assurance uh, department. So basically their job is to game test it and go, yeah, this is coming along nicely. Yeah. Or I wish it had this. I wish it had that. They were laid off early on their contract. They're going to work through October and then go home. So when they start laying off quality assurance, that means they're not planning on having anything for them to do. Right. You know, Um, the, According to this is coming from Kotaku, uh, full time staff are not uh, not affected according to the Kotaku report. So, uh, Naughty Dog will reportedly not offer severance to the laid off staff. Damn. Um, which I, I wonder. I don't know if that's standard or not with like a contracted worker. You know what I mean? It's not like they were full time staff. Cold ass on. So I don't know if that's standard or not. Still. Um, according to Kotaku here, uh, the Naughty Dog staff quote are being pressured to keep the news quiet. Um, I, this is also, I'm getting some detail here from IGN and they say that they reached out to Sony for comment and didn't get anything back. Uh, according to the Kotaku article, it is basically on ice. Dang. Although it's not completely canceled. So that fucking sucks. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you and I really like the multiplayer too. Yeah. And so that's the part that confuses me is it sounds like they weren't doing that. You know what I mean? They were like, okay, how can we take 
the game The Last of Us and turn it into a games as a service multiplayer game. Do you think they're trying to make like customizable characters? I'm sure it's I'm sure there's that in it yeah. too, but I don't think that's like I don't think that's the part that's got them. Just make it an updated version of factions. I'm totally fucking I, cool. That's with that. what I'm saying. I'm totally I think fucking it, cool with that. it probably should have been an update to The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it got I'm sure it was a Sony thing going, you know what we don't have in house is a games as a service game. Let's <clears> do that. Or maybe Naughty Dog went, I think we could do that, you know, and started making it. And Sony liked the idea because money, yeah. you know, and then it just didn't pan together because Naughty Dog is a single player. Like, that's what they do. Yeah. Single player narrative driven adventures. Which I like. And so for them to venture into a, a multiplayer game, they were trying to, from what they'd said prior, you know, back when the, all that came out about Bungie, was that they wanted to bring their narrative driven stories and stuff into the world of multiplayer. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if they weren't able to pull that off in a, in a way that Bungie thought was useful. And everybody's kind of throwing some shade at Bungie, but I don't think Bungie was there to be like, this game sucks. No, I bet I they're think, pretty disappointed too. Yeah. They, I think they, they were there to go. This is what we do. Yeah. And playing this and seeing what you got, I just don't think people are going to come back to right. this was the whole issue was yeah. it just doesn't feel like a thing that people are going to sit down and they're going to play it for the week that it comes out and then forget about it. No, I'm mad at Naughty Dog for just going, all right, well, shelve it. Yeah. Well, like, I, I don't think Naughty Dog's the one making the decision. I think it's Sony. Really? Yeah. If it's on ice, on, I bet that's Sony going. From the reports that we were reading, the budget blew way out on it, and it's not anywhere close to release, and Sony's probably going, you guys need to fucking focus up. Like, this is a waste of money right now. Yeah. Fuck, dude. That makes me mad. Yeah. So we uh, may never see it, but it's not fully canceled, so there's still some hope. Now, maybe they end up putting together a team through Bungie and going, okay, let's let's get a team together. This is what they do is yeah. making a multiplayer game that's compelling to play and work, well, partner you up with. Destiny's not that good. I mean, there's a player base that disagrees with you. Yeah, but... You also don't, don't like Baldur's Gate because of the camera angle, so... What are you going to do? What are you going to fucking do? I'm thinking, you sue know... Sue me. I could. Huh? I could sue you. For what? Whatever I want. It's a that's free country. True. I can, it can be as, uh, what's the frivolous as I want. I'll see you for fucking spitting gum in my trash, dude. Damn. Yeah. Fuck you. That's my trash. What do you want to talk about next? Mean Girls? Yeah. And Netflix or The Strike? Mean Girls and Netflix. All right. So Paramount, uh, has released because today is the, uh, well, today, <laughs> yesterday, when I wrote this, it was today, mm -hmm. uh, on the 23rd or sorry on on the third it is the 20th anniversary of mean girls mm -hmm. and so they released the full film for free on tiktok in 23 parts oh my god <laughs> which i just thought how strange but how modern and i'm like that's a i mean that's people thinking. watch movie people watch full movies in parts on tiktok anyways that's my ass <laughs> yeah you know, and so for like the official Paramount page, to just go fuck it, just cut it into twenty three parts and post it. How and long is each part? Like what? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let's do quick math here. Hold on. <laughs> quick muffs. So it's an hour and thirty seven minutes divided by. So you've got what ninety seven minutes divided by twenty three. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at like four minutes each. Yeah. Yeah. Four point two, just yeah. under five. <laughs> that was quick muffs. Quick muffs. She said, babe, men's not hot. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I just thought, that is a very, that's a Gen Z tactic yeah, right there. That's, that's smart. pretty smart. That's smart. Because then you've got people, I mean, you figure it is a 20-year-old movie. It's yeah. a very, how it's, it's a millennial movie. Yeah. You know? And so, okay, how do we get this back in, you know? Rotation. Yeah. You know, the millennials will be like, oh, yeah, all these little kids are like finding this for the first time, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, all these kids are watching it on TikTok and going, yeah, this is funny. Yeah. You know? And it's low stakes, you know? Yeah. It's a TikTok video. And it's just a movie from... 20 years ago. Yeah, They're like not losing no out on revenue. No. If anything, it might help them. Or people are like, I want to watch I this on watch the big that. screen yeah. or whatever. You know, not my phone. So I just thought that was pretty unique. That is cool. Like, genuinely, I think that's cool. Sorry, I was trying not to burp. Mm. We're not editing this thing. Mm -mm. So I was like, I can't just... Rah. Uh, Netflix... Is uh, reportedly, this is according to the Wall Don't Street Journal. Don't bankrupt. No. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that they're planning to raise their prices. Again? Yeah. Again? Yeah. After the uh, after the SAG strike is over. 
So once oh that once the actors get back God. to work, uh, we don't know how much uh, and when, but that's the talk around I, the office. I'll fucking quit. Oh yeah, cancel that yep. shit hard. I mean, I don't know the last thing I've watched on there. I think the I use Max the yeah. most. Yeah, I use Max. I don't even Disney, use Disney Plus. I use Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I haven't opened Disney Plus in a while either. I've been catching up. I've been watching Ahsoka. Uh, I'll occasionally throw on like a Star Wars, like one of the originals. Sure. Like, and I like having that around. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else there. I know there's something else. Oh, I always watch the National Geographic stuff when I'm going to bed. Sure. No. Yeah. But so yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm down to a point of like, we gotta start fucking trimming the tree here, dude. Just get down to HBO and Hulu. I've been watching Hulu. Well, there's a thing going on because didn't Disney Plus buy Hulu or Disney bought Hulu? So Disney owns a majority of Hulu. Yeah, there's a bundle when they thing. bought out Fox, they got a uh, a majority stake in mm-hmm. in Hulu. So I mean, there's a big bundle thing for Disney Plus and Hulu too. Yeah, so it's just like I'm fucking like their prices are already nearly twenty dollars. Yeah. So are they going to above twenty dollars? Fuck that noise, dude. But you figure when they started doing the password crackdown, it did what they wanted it to do. It worked for them. They saw an increase in subscribers. But I think who's going to want to pay? That's the thing is nobody's going to want to pay. No, nobody's going to want to pay. But then they just rely on the people that like get mad but aren't mad enough to go through the process of canceling. You know what I mean? And that's a large number of people. Until they get hit with that bill. Mm -hmm. It's a large number of people that go. Man, that sucks. I'll cancel that. And then they just forget about it. And then... No, we should cancel ours. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I just thought, well, fuck. That's not good. So, and I want if it works for them. I mean, Disney's already talking about cracking down on password sharing. Because it worked for Netflix. <sighs> so... Uh, this country's going to fucking shit, dude. <laughs> you know, those companies exist outside this country, right? No. Mm, it all takes place in the United States. It's here. <laughs> It's very Amerocentric of you. Now, here's the part that I know you were interested in last week, and I didn't have deets for you, but now I got deets. Specifically in regards to AI for the Writers Guild. Um, new agreement here. There you go. Yeah, the AI is going to be in use. <laughs> well, so yes, but no. So the verbiage on artificial intelligence, they say, this is straight from the WGA contract 2023.org. Uh, They say, uh, we have established regulations for the use of artificial intelligence, referred to here as AI, on MBA-covered projects in the following ways. AI can't write or rewrite literary material, and AI-generated material will not be considered source material under the MBA, meaning that AI-generated material cannot be used to undermine a writer's credit or separated rights. Um, A writer can choose to use AI when performing writing services. If the company consents and provided that the writer follows applicable company policies, but the company can't require the writer to use AI software, for example, ChatGPT, when performing writing services. Uh, The company must disclose to the writer if any materials given to the writer have been uh, generated by AI or incorporate AI-generated material, and the WGA reserves the right to assert that exploitation of writer's material to train AI is prohibited by the MBA or other law. So anything that a writer writes can't be used to uh, train the mm-hmm. AI. The writers have the right to use it if they want to, uh, and AI can never be used as the source material on a project. I so, like that. That seems fair. Yeah, and yeah, they have to disclose, hey, we typed into ChatGPT, give us a sci-fi script that's never been seen before, you know, mm-hmm. and it gave us this, and we kind of like the idea. What do you think of this? Can you get something out of that? Yeah. It was generated by AI, and then the writer can read it and go, sure, I'll do that, or yeah. I'm not comfortable doing that, mm-hmm. and you know. And I think that's a fair, Meh. use it as a tool, not as a replacement. Yeah. Um, and I did see, it. that's a good way to put it. And I did see a lot of people online pointing to that and going, honestly, these are good regulations for AI <clears throat> that other industries should pay attention to. Yes. And go, that might be the way you regulate AI is mm-hmm. like, here's how you and I can agree to use it, but it not be, like I said, a, it's a tool, not a replacement. Right. Uh, one of the other things that I thought was noteworthy out of here was, um, improved terms, where was it at? Improved terms in high budget subscription video on demand. So when they're doing high budget stuff for HBO Max, Netflix, series like that, that was one of their big gripes was the way that, um, what do you call that? Residuals, mm-hmm. uh, through streaming because residuals used to be based on 
ABC bought the rights to run reruns. Mm-hmm. We can do whatever the ratings were, you know, how many people watched Seinfeld this week, and then that's how much the actors from Seinfeld get paid. Yeah. But with streaming, it doesn't work that way. No, it does not. The studio just gets paid a lump sum by Netflix or HBO, and then they have the right to just put it on their streaming service, and then that's basically, you get paid like cents, like less than, you know. Some of the actors on like big shows were talking about how their checks from Netflix are like uh, less than a dollar. You know, and it's like on the top 10 of Netflix. Woof. And it's like, that just doesn't work, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way they have it worded here, the one that I thought was like, oh, that's a good way to do it. Um, streaming features. So we're sorry, I'm on the wrong spot here. Viewership based streaming bonus. So the guild negotiated a new residual based on viewership made for, they've got it abbreviated to HBSVOD, which is just the high-budget subscription video service on demand. Uh, for HBSVOD series and films that are viewed by 20% or more of the service's domestic subscribers uh, in the first 90 days of release, or in the first 90 days in any subsequent exhibition year, they get a bonus equal to 50% of the fixed domestic and foreign residual. So basically, they get a bonus if a lot of people... Watching, you know, I put out a movie on Netflix yeah. and a lot, you know, what was it? What was it? 20% of the subscribers watched it in the first 90 days. Basically, that's like a theatrical release mm-hmm. um, equivalent, you know, on streaming. And I thought that's a pretty nice way to yeah. look at it. Of like a lot of people watched your movie. I get a bonus mm-hmm. as opposed to getting a chunk of the gross at the box office, sure. you know. Um, oh, yeah, I like that. And they did the same thing with screenwriter employment up here. Streaming features. When a feature-length project is made for streaming with a budget of $30 million or more, uh, the minimum initial compensation for a story and teleplay is $100,000, an 18% increase from the current rate, and a 26% increase in the residual base. So basically, they're trying to find ways to make... If the industry is moving towards streaming, the writing needs to be adjusted the way they're paid. So that that's not... Again, it's not a way to get away with not paying them. No. How do we take what we've been doing with movies and television and move it to the digital streaming and make it make sense. And so it sounds like I can't find the figure on their website, but I remember reading, these are just round numbers that I'm trying to pull from memory. The original proposed plan from the WGA when like they first met with the AMPTP was going to cost something like $400 million uh, annually. And then the AMPTP came back with something that was going to cost like $40 million, Mm -hmm. which obviously that's a massive gap, (laughs) you know, and this deal costs somewhere in the ballpark of $200 million. So they met in the middle. Yeah. They did exactly what you're supposed yeah. to do. You know, They said, here's our dream. You said, here's your dream. Neither of us got our dream, but we got some we of it. We can compromise. Yeah. yeah. And so the, yeah. I, I saw there's a writer, Michael Jamin, that I follow on uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. And he said something to the effect of basically like, if negotiations go well, nobody's happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, you know, none of us won. Which means we both won, yeah. you know, and so yeah, that's a pretty that's fair a way, to, way look to look at, at it. it. And it sounds like that's what they what they got. Well, good, which is good because SAG uh, went back to the table this week. I think they went back on Monday, and then they come back today on Wednesday uh, to talk with AMPTP. And since WGA just got a pretty decent deal, it's going to put a lot of pressure on AM, the AMPTP to work with SAG. Yeah. And now it's all out there. We know what you gave to the writers. Where's our deal that looks like that? Yeah. You know? And, I mean, that's kind of common knowledge. That's how it works in a lot of industries. Once one, if there's multiple strikes Once happening. As soon as one buckles. You go, okay, well, we know what you're offering. <laughs> Here's my handout. Go Somebody ahead. Somebody hand me my money. money. You know, go ahead and give us a similar deal, and then we'll get back to work. Yeah. You know? And it's like, all right. Because, like, you and I talked. Writers are only half the deal. Yeah. You know? Just because the writers are back, that just buys them a little bit of time. Yeah. Now they can get to work, and so that once they get something figured out with the actors, they can get back to work. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, you're still just writing something that's never going to get made. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the pressure's still on, but I think it's a good sign for for SAG. Oh, that's dope. Dope. That's very, like, a good way of, like, that's what I, I didn't know I wanted that. Yeah, it turned out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, strikes work. (laughs) Turns out. Yeah. Start just start fucking beating on the communist <laughs> manifesto. That's like whoa. Seize the whoa. means of production. Seize the means of production. Oh my god. Storm the warehouses. <laughs> Kill the bosses. No. Nuh-uh. No. Don't do that. No. 
Unless... <laughs> That's crazy. It's too crazy. <laughs> just fucking bloody Sunday. <laughs> it just turns into full on. It's 1917 <laughs> Russia in the streets. Uh, not good. Yeah. Places are on fire. Yeah. It's not good. But we are going to talk about the creator. Yes. Uh, if you're ready. Let's fucking hop in it. Yeah. So what's the movie about? Oh. <laughs> you got a synopsis? No. Give me one. Just give me one off your head. What's the movie about? It's about a baby. <laughs> That's AI. Okay. And they try to save it. It's about a baby. It's about a baby AI who can grow. I feel like that's getting into spoiler territory. <laughs> we'll be all right. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about it. We'll talk about it. There. So, <laughs> you know me. So let's see here. The creator has a sixty-eight percent from the rev- from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, oh, wow. and a seventy-seven percent from the audience score. Um, IMDb has it at a seven point two out of ten. Uh, and Fandango, which I think runs through Metacritic, mm-hmm. has it at 77%. So they're all in like the the mid-60s, 70s, um, which here's a synopsis for you since you found one. As a future war between the human race and artificial intelligence rages on, ex-Special Forces agent Joshua... <laughs> Josh, He doesn't have a last name in the movie, so he's just ex-Special Forces agent Joshua, is recruited to hunt down and kill the Creator, the elusive architect of advanced AI. The Creator has developed a mysterious weapon that has the power to end the war and all of mankind. As Joshua and his team of elite operatives venture into enemy-occupied territory, they soon discover the world-ending weapon is actually an AI in the form of a child. (laughs) So, we'll try and keep it spoiler-free for a bit. Uh, but I think the the good the, the the good stuff is definitely in the spoilers as usual. Yeah, the meat. the meat and taters. Uh, you can fucking eat, you can eat my meat and taters. Hmm? Uh, what do you think about the plot? Spoiler free plot thoughts. The plot was very smooth. I felt like a lot like I didn't leave yeah. asking any questions. Everything no. uh-huh. had its purpose and like. Everything that they used or foreshadowed came up in an appropriate yeah, it way. It felt pretty, pretty neat and tidy. Um, it didn't feel long. Like it didn't no, it was feel paced well. Yeah, it didn't feel dragged. Everything again just felt like very like that needed that much time. And I did think it helped. They do a thing in it uh, that I think works pretty well for this movie. Is where they, they, they they cut they, it? They split it into chapters, mm-hmm, which yeah. I thought was cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, where they kind of use that as like a transition of mm-hmm. like, here's a new chapter, and then you cut out the traveling. You know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like, they left this place to head to that place. You don't need new, new chapter page, mm-hmm. and then they're at the place they were headed to. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so I, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you. I think the... So the thing that I think we I did wrong was last week we had the story where I kind of brought up that a lot of the early reviews were like, yes. fuck, this movie is going to be... Uh, instant classic you know what I mean and like that they said like it you know it does something that you wouldn't expect I don't think the movie ever surprised me in that mm. way nah um, you know what I mean I mean it kind of went plot on like the bare bones plot wise I think it went exactly how I thought it was going to go yeah um, from the trailers uh, so I was a little like waiting on okay what's the wow really mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I ever had that um, which isn't necessarily a gripe but it's no. Just I think it's a I notable set up, thing. Yeah, I set up an expectation through what I read that then wasn't met. Um, but uh, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it was pretty well executed, smooth, um, brisk. Yeah, because it was about a two hour, two and a half hour movie. Yeah, I forgot it was that long, <laughs> and, and it didn't feel that long. No, uh, mm. you know, and when we got out of there, was a little bit of it like, was a bit. I mean, it's a long story. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. I mean, you get to a point where you're like. I mean, they've still got stuff to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I feel like there's a there's a chapter. <laughs> the the whole last bit, I think, is a little bit surprising, I guess, in that where you think it's going to end. It doesn't. It doesn't. And then there's a next thing, mm-hmm. um, which it was fine. Well, I guess that was a little bit surprising of like, oh, okay, this isn't the end. There's Yeah. There's more. Um, 
But uh, what did you think about the characters and chemistry? Mm-hmm. A lot of the characters and chemistry. Uh, I'm blank. Joshua and Alfie, Alfie. Yeah, is the very good. Yeah. Uh, chemistry as far as like, there's a scene where um, they're running and they're getting in a car, mm-hmm. right? And Joshua's like, "Get in the car! Get the fucking car!" Yeah, like get in the car. We yeah, gotta go. We gotta go. Like, Why aren't you excited to get in the car? And, uh, this just, is fun. And he's trying to like yeah, make it look fun. Yeah, but yeah. obviously, but panicking. he's very angry and freaking out because we're gonna get shot. Yeah. And that felt like a really real thing. Like yeah. it just felt good. And, like, yeah, because there is that awkward thing of like, he's an adult man who feels some type of way about AI, mm-hmm. uh, and this is a child apparently, but it's still just a thing to yeah. him. You know, what I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a it's just a machine. And so he doesn't really know how to interact with it. Or like he's trying to talk to it like a child, but also it's just a machine. Right. You know? And so he's like, <laughs> come on, this is real fun. Um, and I did like that dynamic in general of like, I will say the world building I felt was really good. Yeah. I think that was probably the shiniest part of this mm-hmm. was it is takes place in 2065. Movie? Well, I guess it doesn't take place in 2065. It takes place in 2070 for the most part. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it's, so it's about 40 years in the future, mm-hmm. um, 40 to 45 years in the future. And um, it feels like a pretty natural, yeah. you know, it, it, you and I were talking about it. Nothing in it felt like a huge stretch. Mm-mm. You know, there's some stuff where you go, eh, I don't know if we'd be the, there or in that direction. But then we direction. got to talking about it, and which we'll talk about in spoilers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, excuse me. The uh, I liked the way they opened it with like AI, the start of the yeah. future, you know, and it was basically like the world of tomorrow today, yeah. you know. <laughs> I love that. I showing eat that off, shit up all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, showing off like, hey, here's which that was the thing that I don't, I don't know. How long did we have the AI before it happened? You know what I mean? Because for it to have taken place in 2065 and for the war to have started in 2055 makes me feel like we wouldn't have had them since the 1950s, like in the way that the footage was, but the footage was black and white footage. You know, did we coexist for a hundred years and then that happened? It's not necessary, but I was a little blurry on like how new was AI when it happened. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, because the way, because like I said, the way that it opened felt very Movie 1950s, sucks. 1960s. Yeah, <laughs> turns out this is garbage. No, um, but yeah, and, and so the way that they just very briskly go, hey, this is a world that has AI. They were fully in, you know, uh, integrated with society, um, and then an event happened that triggered a war between us. Um, and like, there's some passive world building with like, uh, most of the movie takes place in quote New Asia. Mm-hmm. which is seemingly a new country, yeah. a new region uh, to compared to us today. Yeah. That they just, they don't acknowledge the, you know, they don't address why is it called new Asia? Right. Which, cause why would they, everybody just knows that new Asia exists because yeah. it's you know, presumably been around for a while. Yeah. Um, so it makes me wonder if like China fell apart, Japan, fell, you know, if they like that region kind of hinting at world war three, maybe. Yeah. And then like after the fact that rebuilt as new Asia, you know, or if like maybe there's some unification between China's going to be the first one to start the war confirmed, confirmed, Kore- you know, maybe the Korea's reunited and, you know, they formed a coalition of some kind with like Japan and because you figure right now, like Japan and Taiwan and Korea are all trying to like work together. Yeah, maybe it's just the little guys. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's a lot of island nations in Southeast Asia, which is where a lot of this takes place. So maybe they form like a, a coalition of sorts like yeah. the EU, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what New Asia is. I don't know. But I just thought that was interesting that they just, this is New Asia and they don't really talk about it. Mm -mm. Um, And then some of the like military, I guess like the, the, the marketing, you know what I mean? Or like the, you know, we know what a a modern tank looks like. What like, Oh, that's an American tank. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing was, it felt very like that's what it would look like in the future. Yeah. That's what it would look like. It was futuristic and industrial Mm -hmm. without feeling like none of the tech in this is like, Outlandish. Cyber, yeah, it's not like cyber. They're not shooting lasers. They're not. No, no, they're still shooting bullets, mm-hmm. and they just got neater guns. Yeah, but uh, cooler tech. Yeah, prosthetics. Cooler prosthetics. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, like his can... arm literally just yeah it sticks just... on. Well, no, he yeah, because he's just got a, a stump. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, his arm's amputated just below the shoulder. Yes. So he's got just a small stub. Um, and he's got a thing with like a cup on it. Mm-hmm. And he sticks the cup to his shoulder and it just like is a and then he, now he's got a, an mm-hmm. arm that he can use. And it doesn't seem very debilitating. No, you know, it seems like our prosthetics are to a point where you don't know that he's got prosthetics on once mm-hmm. he puts them on. If we had that tech, I'd want one. I gotta be blunt and like honest with you. You hold that. I can't. Colin, that's still picked up. You're leaving it. I guess so. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're a pig. I'm so sorry. You make me sick. It's like 6.30 in the morning. I got the gas. But. Anyways, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> what were you even talking, talking about? Make me sick. sick. Uh, the prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah. On one arm. More cool looking leg. Yeah. One yeah, that can... he's, he's missing the arm and the leg on his mm-hmm. right side. I'd get a cool arm that could turn into like a blender. It's not that kind of tech though. But it could be. Yeah, but it's not. I bet you it's probably advanced tech enough for it to be like, you can put a knife in there. Yeah, you think so? And exp- yeah. Yeah. They've got fully sentient AIs. Yeah, are you kidding me? Come on now. Come on. But uh, do you want to spoil it? Or do you want to? Let's hop into spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. I mean, because I want to talk about this thing. Yeah. How do we rate stuff? Well, you can always be uh, overwhelmed, which mm-hmm. means your expectations were surpassed. You know, they were. Uh, you definitely enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always be underwhelmed, which means you didn't meet your expectations. That was a big fat wet stinker. <laughs> or you can always be right in the middle and be simply, simply whelmed. whelmed. You want one, two, three? It. Yeah. One, two, three. Overwhelmed. overwhelmed. Yeah. Overwhelmed. Um, yeah, I think I was overwhelmed. Yeah. I, en- I enjoyed it. It's, I, I, I know I told you, it's one of the first movies in a long time, not a long time, but like, I, I know at least for this year, where I'm mm-hmm. like, I'd buy that on disc and I'd watch that again right now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've been think, think, thinking the same way about like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Yeah, I think we've had a few this year. I mean, I think Barbie genuinely... Oh yeah, is a movie that I'm I like feel that. like we've had a lot of shit be pumped out in 2023, mm-hmm. and so there's not as many of like I'd watch that again. Yeah, I think um, Morgan and I were talking about that. I don't know yet because we're still kind of fresh on this. <clears throat> we saw it a couple of days ago, um, but like when I went and saw, like just to make that comparison, when I went and saw Barbie, mm-hmm. I was talking about it a lot after the fact. Yeah. And I don't feel that urge with this movie, but I think it's a different kind of movie, too. I like to think about it. Yeah. I don't talk about it. I mean, because there aren't really a whole lot of talking points in it. No, and it's not but, a phenomena type movie like Barbie was. Yeah, but I think about, like, the cinematic, like, how pretty of a movie it is. And, like, yeah. almost, there's, like, that dystopian type, almost, like, Chappie. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. Right? And so it kind of felt like... The CGI is done very, very well. well. Yeah. And like you can't help but just gawk at it. And yeah, because like, they just, they're there. It looks very like that looks natural. And they're not super high tech to a point Mm-mm. of like. Mm-mm. They ain't shooting lasers out their eyes or nothing. No, and I mean they, they look like a natural progression of like the stuff that they're doing with Boston Dynamics. Yeah. You know, yeah. of like it's still a robot and it's obviously a robot, but it is humanoid, mm-hmm. you know, in its, its build. Mm-hmm. We obviously framed it off of a bipedal mm. frame like yeah, some of them may have like a, a cylinder-shaped head, right? Yeah. Or, or whatever it may be, but it's yeah. for a purpose. Right. Yeah. The right? One, yeah. There's ones that are obviously built for like the a police force. Job. Yeah. You know, and they have very those cylinder kind of heads yeah. for like that recon look. Now the ones that were really unique were the simulants, yeah. which is where they, you know, that feels like the natural progression of the AI was like, all right, how do we make these things like if they're going to be in the service industry or then the medical industry or things like that? We should probably give these things a face mm-hmm. so that they're a bit more personal. Or personable, I'm sure, is how that evolved. Yeah. And so then there's androids with human faces. Mm-hmm. And um, you can donate your face. Yeah, that was when you and I both looked over <laughs> each other like, ooh. That was, felt real. Was there in uh, in the capital city of New Asia. Mm-hmm. And there's a big, you know, New York, uh, you know, Times Square style uh, digital billboard that says like, donate, donate your, your likeness. You know, yeah, that's scan, what it is. Yeah, scan your face. Donate your likeness today. Support AI, you know, and it was like, yeah, you can go in and scan your face. And they'll make a mold after and it. And that's how they, okay, now we've got some faces to use on these AI. And so there's some people that there's multiples of them walking around like their faces. I can't. I and, can't. And that's... you and I both were like, that That was very realistic of mm-hmm. like, yeah, that would be something that we would do. Someone looking at, I want to be them. Right. 
or you know just the we're gonna we we can't just invent a face we need somebody to yeah. be the inspiration for this face so you know Oof. yeah that was weird would you have sex with an AI if they had the faces and stuff like that and the emotional capacity like that I could see it you know being a thing especially if it's where they're like they were in when they were in the cities of New Asia where like they were fully integrated and they were just people. Uh, I could see that if it's socially acceptable. Yeah, I could see like if like an, a sex bot walked in today, I'd be super weirded out about it and be like, no. But culturally and so, you know, the way they were then. Yeah, I mean, they were people were having relationships with them. And then so, yeah, I'd say, yeah, hmm. you get pervert. <laughs> no, no. You're like, you. I mean, let's be fair. You'd have sex with one today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'd, I'd knock some lug nuts loose, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, be cleaning <laughs> some oil. Busted, busted nuts and bolts, you know? You're sick. <laughs> That's foul. Um, but no, because I mean, we do see that when they're in New Asia. Yeah, like, there's like, and they're in a club. Yeah. And there's like uh, dancers. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, for, and I, I mean, that's another thing is some people like fetishize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a Love, Death, and Robots, and uh, yeah, it takes place super early on in the, the steampunk days. Mm hmm. And there's a uh, this guy, and he's like a really good tink like tinker, mm-hmm. and um, he just turns this woman into like a, a robot. Yeah. And the uh, the mayor or like the head honcho right, or the city, yeah, whatever, yeah, like that. has like a, a fetish for, and she kills him. Yeah. And dude, that shit was hot. Yeah. That shit was cool. Yeah. And like, I mean, you figure the movie uh, Deus Ex Machina, or I think it's just Ex Machina. Um, kind of is that same vein of like have you ever seen that one Mm-mm. it's a pretty good one of like this dude he's like a super rich tech guy he basically is like a cross between like elon musk and zuckerberg mm-hmm. um he i forget how he selects it but basically someone that works in his company gets selected to come out to his like compound in the mountains you know and like he's a super reclusive guy mm-hmm. it's put he's oscar uh oscar isaac plays the oh. billionaire yeah um, and he has the guy who actually plays General Hux, <laughs> uh, uh, I can, Donald Gleason comes out to stay with him for a couple of days at his compound and just talk about technology and things like that with him and new ideas and things like that. And the whole crux of it is he's created an AI, uh, in the General Hux or uh, no, 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 uh, Oscar Isaac. has, yeah. Uh, in and it looks like a woman, but it doesn't have any hair or anything. It still looks like a robot. It's very similar to like the simulants in this movie, mm-hmm. yeah, where it's just got a human face, right, and then just a body that is robotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants Donald Gleason's character to just sit and talk with it for a while to see if it passes the um, uh, Turing test, which mm-hmm. is basically like, can you interact with an AI and not know that it's an AI? Sure. And if that's the case, then it it passes yeah. where you know, it's fully able to convince you that it's a human being mm-hmm. and the AI, like spoiler alert for the, for a like seven year old movie, the AI ends up like literally using her sex appeal to convince Donald Gleason to like let her out. And then she totally flips and like kills the billionaire and basically like, breaks out and abandons Donald Gleason there and like takes the helicopter and leaves. And is just like among, you know, out in the city. Holy smokes. And yeah, I mean, it's not like an action movie or anything like that, but like she breaks out at the end and the last shot is like her in a wig and clothes out in public and just, she's made it to the city, you know? And it's like, so she obviously passed because she was able to convince him of like, you know, I'm just a little, that sounds pretty good. It's a really good movie. It's a pretty like dialogue heavy movie. Yeah. Um, There's a very (laughs) weird, cringy scene with Oscar Isaac, like, dancing with a few naked robots that he's got but uh, uh you know <laughs> it's a good movie <laughs> morgan slept through it and i was sitting there like my god this is, what, is what is it like to be alive you know <laughs> what is what is life but um back on track yeah back on this movie um a, a pretty solid acting oh yeah like john david washington is a very good actor and oh i had her name pulled up the the general n- well yeah uh, that's Allison Janney mm-hmm. um, she's a very good actress mm-hmm. you figure she's won Emmys for being on <laughs> actually she's actually won two a few Emmys one for when she was on the sitcom Moms in the last like ten years ago 
but then she was on the West Wing for quite a while, and you she know, won acting, you know, Emmys for. Uh, you know who she a, makes me think of? Who's that? What's? And I hate that this is the movie I'm remembering her from. Um, the first Avatar. Okay. The with the girl with the red hair. Sigourney Weaver. It's not Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver is the. She dies at the end. Yeah. Why am I thinking that was somebody else? I, I think Sigourney know. Weaver. Sigourney Weaver would be excellent in that role. Sigourney Weaver, yeah. Um, Weaver. Weaver. What a fucking loser. Weaver. It always cracks me up because Allison Janney, uh, does, she's a good dramatic actress, but like she was in, she's the stepmom in Juno, mm-hmm. and so I always picture her as that first, and then it's like <laughs> she's fucking. She's also she was in the West Wing before that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then in this, she plays like convincingly plays like a woman in the military yeah. as like a, a leadership role. Um, she's hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah. She don't fuck around. No, she's mean. Uh, Gemma Chan plays his wife, Maya. And uh, she's pretty. Yeah. She's, yeah. She had a pretty decent role in this. Um, not a lot of screen time, Mm-mm. but when she was in it, I, I it was liked very, her. yeah. Her, was, she, she had, had a, lot had of a very core. big purpose. Like, yeah, her Even character. The short, yeah, the short time. Yeah, that we get to see her. Yeah, um, but the Madeline Una Voiles is who plays Alfie, which is the the AI. Okay. Um, apparently, Danny McBride was in it. He must have been a voice in it. Um, yeah, because he's just listed as uh, like unnamed. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, probably just a voice of an mm-hmm. AI. Um, just looking to see if there's any other like, yo, really? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Ken Watanabe. Is the the yeah. main simulant uh-huh. uh, in the AI? So basically, the way it breaks down, the there was a nuke that went off in LA uh, ten years prior to the start of the movie, and like everything was super chill. We were fully integrated in the states with the the AI, and then a nuke went off in LA, and the AI was blamed for it. And very quickly, the U.S. like outlawed AI, eradicated them in the states, mm-hmm. and it seems like the uh, they didn't really talk about the rest of the world but new asia became kind of like the sanctuary of yeah. sorts for ai where they're fully still living together there free. um and we have a weapon that we've built over the last 10 years nomad. called nomad and i was trying to remember it was north american orbital mobile aerospace but i don't know what the d was because we saw it on the wall uh, and i don't remember what, i don't i think device maybe but it's not a device it's a base I don't think it was these nuts, but uh, but it's a pretty scary weapon. It it's, it's terrifying. It, yeah, because it's it, and again, it feels real. Yeah, like not to the extent of like how because that thing does look a bit cartoonish. It's pretty sci-fi. Like that's the most sci-fi thing of yeah. it. But even like the lasers for it felt real because it's like it wasn't like it's not high tech in mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. it's just like it's lining it's up the shot it's a ballistic weapon yeah it's you know just I mean? like the laser sight for it it's yeah. like you know burr, it's targeting that's where it's gonna be and then it drops a missile from orbit uh, on dude that target. humming that like you know Ooh, of like the lasers dread you know scanning and then the and you just see it dropping like oh my god and the fact though I like the way the missiles work because I kind of wondered about that that when they drop they then are guided. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't have to be overhead of its target, Mm-mm. you know, cause it's like, well, it's in orbit you know, are they driving this thing around like a spaceship? <laughs> no, Mm-mm. it's just a sat, it's a space station. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they can move that thing quick cause yeah. they'll move it around. Yeah. Yeah. Getting into, into range here. Mm-hmm. You just see it overhead. Well, and it is a pretty imposing. It broke orbit. I mean, cause it flew. It's all in around. low orbit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how it stays up there. Yeah. Is that it's in orbit. Yeah, but they can just change the jets to mm-hmm. full speed north. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty scary weapon. Uh, it's just We'll just get overhead of you and just drop a missile on mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and it did feel very like, this is America. Yeah, yeah. And that was the thing you and I talked about when we left was, um, even through some of the ways that they spoke about like socio-economic, or, you know, so global economic mm-hmm. politics stuff was very like, reminiscent of Vietnam and the war on terror where like the line they used was that they weren't at war with new Asia. They weren't at war with the people of new Asia. They were at war with the AI being harbored there. And it's like, that's the same kind of rhetoric that we used in both Vietnam and 
uh, you know, the war on terror. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, we're not after Afghanistan. We're after the Taliban, <laughs> you know? And like I'd say to you, tell that to the people who don't have a city. Right. Yeah, you just you know? bomb the fuck out of their home. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's kind of the same vein of like drone strikes today where it's like, you know, how much collateral damage is acceptable? Zero, right? But what does the military say is acceptable? You know what I mean? And like the nomad is not accurate <clears throat> or, you know, it's not discriminatory. Mm-mm. It's dropping a bomb. Yeah. It's like the nuke, mm-hmm. you know? And like nobody can do anything about it because I mean... Who just has that? Yeah, and what did they say? We spent a trillion dollars building Nomad. And we were like, Jesus, a trillion bucks on this thing. Um, Yeah, and it was a pretty scary looking weapon. And it's imposing where you just see it in the sky. Because even when it's not in use, I mean, it's up there. So you just look and you see it. Because it kind of, they keep it localized over New Asia Mm because that's where they're, you know, focusing their fight. Uh, And so, you know. You're just, that's a sovereign nation that just looks up and can see a every foreign morning, weapon. Every morning. They, that if they wanted to, that could just bomb me to death. Uh, and that's scary. That's awful. Uh, and then, like, we see the evolution of tanks. Horrifying. Oh, my God. They're Those massive. fuckers are huge. And they've got laser targeting. Mm-hmm. And it was, the, I like that it was the same type of laser yeah. as Nomad. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, that's what our laser guidance tech mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, it was very video game looking in a way of like of like lock on yeah and you're like oh fuck yeah. and it just fires guided <laughs> missiles that are tracking the targets um and uh, like the one that made you and I both go oh my god was they have robots that are bombs mm-hmm. and so they're basically suicide bombers yeah you just type in a target and a timer and then tell it go yep. and it says Target acquired, orders, you know, confirmed, or, yeah. ma'am. And then it runs off no. and explodes. And, like, the first one that they set off looks like it's hesitating. Oh, my God, And yeah. they yell at it a few times to go. Yeah, like, and what then, the fuck are you doing? Go, go. And then it goes. And, you know, they both are like, oh, it my God. It saluted and said, pleasure, doing, or, pleasure yeah. serving you, ma'am. Yeah, and then takes off running. <laughs> and you both are like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's it's an AI that they have designed to blow itself up. And for a split second, he did not Didn't want to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's another one that you and I both were like, Jesus, was, um, you know, so L.A. was blown up. There's ground zero at L.A. Oh, my God. And this is like the first five minutes of the movie, too. Yeah, essentially, yeah, once we get into it. Um, So John David Washington is out of the military at this point. He's ex-Special Forces at this point. Um, He, uh, I don't want to spoil a ton about the movie because I do want people to go see it. Yeah. Because it feels like the kind of movie that people won't see. It's it's so good. It is a very good movie. Yeah. Um, That I think more people should go to the movie and see it. I don't think we should spoil it, like the very end. Uh-uh. No, I don't want to. Um, just because uh, like, I don't really want to talk about the relationship between nope. the two because that's a big yeah, that's why the I've movie. Been, I wanted to talk about that one part because it was funny. Yeah. And I want to leave the rest up to the viewers. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, he He's on a cleanup team that their job is like they get suited up in hazmat suits and go to ground and zero and go into ground zero and clean up and, you know, trying to make, you know, clean up the fallout and the wreckage and stuff like that and see if we can't make this uh, area of L.A. livable again at some right. point in the near future. You know, you can't just leave it. Um, I did ha- like how they just had buildings around Ground Zero. Yeah, I mean, they had it walled off mm-hmm. and then buildings around it where it's like, yeah, it's livable in this area. And they talked about, like, radiation being at an all-time low and mm-hmm. things like that. But, like, they're going in there cleaning out bodies out of cars, you know, and they're on a freeway. And uh, they drag up, you know, the, the shell of an AI out of a car mm-hmm. and you know, set it on the hood next to him and are reaching to get more stuff out. And it turns back on <clears throat> and is like, fully, I'm looking for my wife, Amy. It's fully still in the moment of when mm-hmm. the bomb went off and is freaking out, you know. And I was like, yeah, I'm looking for my wife, Amy. Oh, my God. You know? And uh, she's freaking out, the woman that he's working with. And she's like pushing down on it, trying to like calm it down yeah. and talk at it. And he just reaches over with like a pair of clippers and grabs a cord in its neck and just clip and it just shuts off. And as he's grabbing the cord to clip it, it goes, no, 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 no. And he just clips it and it, and it, we he were just, just like, oh, oh my God, he just, he just killed that thing. He, he basically like slit its throat. And you the, know? the girl was like, what that, the fuck was that? Yeah, that was real. That, that was real. real. And he's like, it's just programming. They don't feel these things. They don't feel anything. Just Which is such like an interesting thing that isn't talked about too much of like how misled the U.S. was in that time frame of far, as far as like falling for the propaganda. All, yeah. They're all convinced AI isn't they're real. They're the enemy, you know? And so you dehumanize them. I'm very pro AI. Yeah. Well, so that's the weird thing is like, you know, you and I talked about it. The, the message of the movie towards by the end is like, what, what does it mean to be alive? Mm -hmm. You know, which I think is a pretty, that's not like a new concept with AI and movies and stuff like that. And sci-fi, it's always talked about that. 
but it's it i mean it does a good job of modernizing that mm-hmm. concept um, i mean you figure that's blade runner you know it's always been what's the book that it's based on is uh isaac asimov's i think it's asimov is you know do androids dream of electric sheep yeah and so i mean they've always asked that question of like if if they believe they're alive and they can feel things and they don't want to die and they want to be free and they have the same desires that we do what's the difference yeah you know so what if it's oil than blood yeah and it starts to get into that weird zone of like now we're oppressing these things and what would we do if we were being oppressed you know revolt right you know we see it all through human history people that are oppressed don't want to be oppressed and they fight back uh and that's a very strange of like oh man everything that we've created has been a tool for us what if we accidentally created something that doesn't want to be a tool anymore man (laughs) you know and uh what with uh oh yeah use it as a tool and not as a, mm-hmm. a replacement yeah and that's the thing is with Oops. the tools that we started using it for was like menial tasks like labor you mm-hmm. know it's in the restaurants like i said it's doing surgery you know it's in the medical field things wow. like that and we gave it full intelligence you know and which is why our biggest goal right now is to not do that part yeah you know don't let it be so intelligent that we're harming it yeah it, you know it, it's more intelligent than not. Well, not even, we don't want it to be as intelligent as us. Right. You know, in some ways we don't want it to be emotionally sentient where it's like, <laughs> I don't like this anymore. Yeah. This <laughs> is know? wrong. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that's a weird thing of like, where's the moral line? At what point is it oppression? And what point is it? It's still a tool. Yeah. You know, what is it? There's a, that speech that the AI gives where it talks about like, when we were free. Yeah. We're going like, yeah, yeah, to be free. We're going to live together. We're yeah. going to live in harmony. Yeah. And then another lady beforehand, this is like kind of the last thing I want to talk about it because yeah. I don't want to yeah. talk too deep. But um, it was that when they busted in that village mm-hmm. and they had everyone at gunpoint and stuff like that. And that lady was like, those AIs have bigger hearts than you guys. And it's, yeah. and she's like, oh, they're not real. And they're like, it's evolution. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's our time. Yeah. Because like they're, <laughs> The last part. Yeah. They can pull their conscience. Yeah. And they can pull. And they can put it in something else. Yeah. And they can scan our conscience to an extent. Yeah. If it's, if it's a fresh kill, you're good. Yeah. We can scan your brain and put you in something. Virtually forever. Yeah. But if it's ours, yeah, you're on a time. it's degraded and we can get a little bit see. of time from you. Yeah. Which, but, yeah. And so that's when you start getting into the real. Like morally, like questionable oh, things. Yeah. Yeah, the, the U.S. were the bad guys hard. Yeah, and especially considering it seemed like it was the U.S. at war with AI mm-hmm. as opposed to the world at war with AI. You know, it's not like some global civil war between us and mm-hmm. the AI. It's the U.S. having a problem with AI mm-hmm. and going into foreign lands to get it. Yep. You know, which, again, is very U.S. commentary on the modern state of the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. You, know? Um, you know, imperialism without conquering. Yeah. You know. We're going to have imperialism through, imp- you know, imposition. We're going to impose ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah. That yeah. was scary. Yep. It was, a, yeah, it was a very, ooh, movie, because yeah. it did feel very real. Yeah, like, yeah, like we said at the start, there's nothing in this that felt like a major stretch when you mm-hmm. put it 40 to 50 years in the yeah. future. Yeah. With the um, state that things are currently in now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh. What you been thinking about, Chris? We've got about six minutes that I want to wrap this up in. <clears throat> Minecraft. Yeah. Hucking, chucking, and butt fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hucking, I'm chucking, I'm butt fucking. You what now? <laughs> Say it again. Hmm. Back up. Yeah, you want to run that by me again? Yeah, put it in reverse. No, I only say it the once. You didn't hear it. That's on you. Like, All right. Scheduled for one song, one song only. <laughs> Ball uh, so hard, motherfucker. No, what you been thinking farm. about? What you been playing? Man? Ren Fair. I'm. We're the Renaissance Renaissance Fair is coming up. Yeah, and right, I really yeah. want to go. I really want to go. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. I'm. We're gonna go. You're coming home with me. No, we're gonna go. Yeah. We've been fucking it up on Apex. Yeah. Like we've been kind of grinding on that hard, yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've made a point this time to try and get to that battle pass. You're not going to get through it, but I have enough progress. I have enough to buy the next one, though. Good, good, good. Yes. So do I. Because that's why it's only 950. I yeah. got 1200. Yeah. So I even got some to spare. 
Twelve hundred of the gold ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Are you sure? Positive. Damn, son. And then I got. Did you have some eight. left over from the last one? Yeah, because I didn't have enough to buy the next battle pass. So you had to buy that. And like, then I had to buy the thing, and that's just what's left yeah, over. You get the, the, the spare. Yeah. But I'm pretty far. I'm like up in the. 30s and 40s? You're not in the 60s because I'm in the 60s. No. I just. And you were about I think I'm like 20 f- to 30 behind me. I thought I just hit like 30 something. Yeah. Late 30s. Right. I think I'm about to hit the 40s. Yeah. But I just hit 100 uh, currency. Wins, yeah. What about you? What are yeah, you we've been playing about? that with my dad. We got a three man. El Cal, baby. El Cal has the squad. <laughs> Fucking get the genuine out here, dude. <laughs> Fucking in too deep. <laughs> dude, it, I just—it's not genuine. It's in too deep. Yeah. Is the group and the song is uh, back to the back hotel. To the, that's back our fucking hotel. That's our theme song. <laughs> we always say that we wish in the back sipping purple chongos. <laughs> We always say that we wish that Apex had uh, proximity, proximity chat, chat like like uh, Warzone does. Yeah. We'd just be blasting that song as we drop <laughs> in. Because we're pretty, like, on the whole, we're not that great at the game. <laughs> we suck. We have times where we do pretty decent yeah. against randoms in casual lobbies, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if we no- ever did a ranked, we're fucked. Yeah, it's noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe because it'd be ranked with people like us. Well, we did uh, arenas, and we would fuck it up. Yeah, we are pretty good at arenas. Uh, I'm sad that that went away. So am I. But, I wish they uh, at least made it just like a game mode you can do. Sure. But uh, I always like to think about just us dropping in, playing that song, and people being like, oh, fuck. And just beating the shit out of people with our <laughs> fisticuffs. Yeah, we like to just find people that are dropping mm-hmm. and just follow them down. <laughs> just, <laughs> just pin someone against the wall and beat them to death. Like and a silverback. At the time, they just fucking disconnect. They did. Because it's like, DC. Well, yeah, cause we'll just like, them. yeah, because they're like, what the fuck? I, I didn't even get to. I just <laughs> landed and got just beat landed to death. And you turn around and there's and three dudes going to first person, and there's just a Gibraltar, an Ash, and a Lifeline beating, beating the, the piss shit out, out of you. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Until you die, and then you yeah. just go, "Fuck this shit, yeah, I'm, I'm out getting here, dude. off, man." Especially whatever. if you're playing with randoms on your team, you're just yeah. like, "Fuck this noise, I'm mm-hmm. out of here." But that's what I've been thinking about. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got, dude. Tell everyone next my... week. Uh, I don't know yet. I feel like there was something coming out, but I don't know. Honestly, we need to start doing some spooky stuff. We're in Halloween now, yeah. or we're in October now. We can start doing some of the scariest movies. We could do spooky stuff each week leading up to Halloween. <laughs> what was that, <laughs> Christopher? What are you doing over there, man? Choking on your drink? I gotta get my shit. So can... <laughs> yeah, all right, man. <laughs> What are you laughing about? We'll have to read comics about some spooky stuff. Yeah. Yeah, read some horror comics. You got some what comics? <laughs> like horror. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What'd you call it? <laughs> you just close tab. Oh, that's not what I was yeah, looking for. Not, 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 not that. No, I do. I think we could do spooky stuff. Like maybe this week, you know, we do horror comics. The next week, we do like scary games. The week, day, the week after that, we do horror movies. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, I think we've done scary movies and scary games. I want to carve a pumpkin. You want to what now? Mm-hmm. What did you know? What'd you say? I want to carve a pumpkin. <laughs> you said I want to be covered in pumpkin. <laughs> I'm like, you pardon? <laughs> just I wanna, get a can of Libby's. I, I want to be a blumpkin. <laughs> no, just what is it? Is it Libby's? Is that the canned pumpkin brand? I think so. <laughs> just get a can of Libby's and a rubber spatula. <laughs> what is it like the just, peanut butter baby? <laughs> yeah. Does uh, that feel good? Ah. Oh my. Except it's you sitting on the kitchen table in your underwear. <laughs> With just canned pumpkin hanging off your eyebrow. I'm like, you good, my guys? I feel uh, good. Uh, oh, who knows, man? We'll yeah. try and do some spoopy stuff this week. Yeah, or, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> oh. I think that's the end of the episode, Chris. I'm going to buy. Well, what about if people want to get in touch with us? Oh, yeah. I guess I'm just fucking wrapping this thing up. Yeah, huh? aren't you? <laughs> I know you're not that <laughs> That was a full gas leak. Like, I didn't fart. It just came out of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It wasn't like I went, Ugh. it just uh, kind of fucking fought its way out. If you want to contact us, you can always you know reach out to us on our socials, uh, take a look at the stuff we post, uh, the stuff that Colin posts. And <laughs> I've been dry on Twitter. You and me both, boy. <laughs> Getting on shit. I've been so caught up with work lately. Like, yeah. honestly, what you've been thinking about, I've been 
really getting into work. And that's fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that content. You know what I've been thinking about? My nine to five. Yeah. It's hard for a pimp, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my nine to five. So, but no, you can always uh, take a look at our socials. Our Instagram and Facebook is Simply Whelmed Podcast. You can always take a look at our Twitter handle, which is Whelmed underscore Simply. Or you can always send an email at the Simply Whelmed mailbag at gmail.com. That's right. And since we did this in reverse, I'm still going to do my part. Uh, if you guys like this episode, be sure to give us a great review. Tell your friends about us. Share us on social media. Uh, make sure that you're liking, following, subscribing on your streaming service of choice, your audio streaming service of choice. And, uh, you know, like us. Please subscribe. Subscribe. Follow. Find us. Find us. TikTok us. Come knock on our door. Ring our doorbell. I am the one who knocks. Bye.